SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Faith and hope with sweet tea and sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other so they can live their happily ever after too. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sweet Tea and Sass. And we are coming to you today in the springtime of East Texas and everything yes. is in bloom and all the allergies are flying and all that fun stuff that mm. you get in the springtime. At least we do. Yeah. Haven't found any place yet that we can be that doesn't have allergies. At least one of us doesn't have allergies. True. We're going to change directions with our um, our podcast a little bit. And we're going to start picking a topic per month, so to speak, on our on our podcast that we're going to bring to you each week. And for the month of April, we're going to be speaking on the on the word loyalty and what loyalty means to each of us, but as a couple and as a family and what loyalty means to God. We're going to continue to share the story, but maybe not just every week telling you our story. Right. So, y'all, if you've watched our previous episodes, you've gotten the backstory of who we are where we come from, how we met, all that kind of stuff. But this this week is going to be, as I stated, um, speaking on loyalty. And one of the verses in our in the Bible that uh, um, talks about this, yeah, another word for loyalty is devotion or devoted. And in Titus 3, 14, it states, our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. So this week's subtopic for loyalty is being loyal to yourself, to who you are and what you believe yourself to be. And in order to be that, you have to be true to who you are you can't conform to the world. You can't conform. You can't be a people pleaser. Yes. The only person that you need to please is yourself and God and or your spouse. Yeah. And as long as your spouse and God are happy and you are true to yourself and what you believe and and if you say it, then, then follow up with it. And mine just went blank. But it's your age. Is that what it is? Hush, <laughs> don't be going there. Um, you know, he's the big six O now, so hush. <laughs> um don't hush me. I'll hush you if I want to. I won't hush. <laughs> but um Hey, make me. God God wants us to be true to who we are because that's who that's how he created us. He great he created us to be mind, body, and spirit in his image 
And if God can be true to who he is, then he expects us to be true to who we are. Something about being mind, body, spirit. You think about, you know, God made us mind, body, spirit. God is a trinity. He's He's Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. So he made us a trinity as well, being mind, body, and spirit. Yes. Just something that... And if you, you know, if you think about it, when you get married, you become a trinity. It should be you, your spouse, and God to continue that trinity. True. True. So it's, you know, and, and you know, the cell is three parts in the body too. Which yeah. God in the smallest part of our body that he created, he replicated the trinity. Yep. His, his fingerprints are everywhere. You know, I think about the verse in Psalms that says, you know, the wise will become as fools and the fools will. And, and, and that, you know, because they deny God and everything. And if you think about what's going on in our world right now with, climate change and culture and all those things and you can think whatever you want to about it or feel however you want to about it but ultimately god is in control so yep. he knows what the future holds and scripture says that jesus is going to come back and rule on this earth for a thousand years so either we have everything we need and for a thousand years past whatever time jesus comes back or god's going to create about you know create what we need he created everything in the beginning so yep i don't see why we have to get so worried and uptight about it anyway little side note sorry <laughs> no, no 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 worries we we, we we we'll get there so being true to yourself if you sit and think about it you know those are words that you that you have to you have to really dig deep and figure out who you are as a person and what you believe as a person and how does that relate to what you do each and every day do you think that comes sometimes with age and wisdom too is is learning who you are and being able to be true to who you are it does as you grow it does and as you grow in in Christ and in your identity in Christ you know, when you when you first graduate high school and or graduate college, whichever it may be, technical school, whatever it is, you're always trying to climb the, the next step of the ladder to improve yourself, to get higher up, to make more money, to please your boss, to to ensure that what you're doing can improve your livelihood and your and your so you're motivated that way, but within that you still need to figure out how can I be true to who I am? And be loyal to yourself and to your word. Right. Not and if, changing who you are to make you somebody can't, else happy. You can't, be, you can't be fishy. You can't flip-flop day to day. If you say it, you've got to back it up. And if you can't back it up, don't say it. And I know that's something I really struggled with when I was younger because I was constantly trying to please people, constantly trying to make people happy, constantly trying to get the approval of people because I never got that approval from my family. I never got, you know, uh, of course, from my grandmother, I did. And we've talked right. about her. Um, you made me cry talking about her. But, um, you know, going into that part of the story. But, um, you know, I knew she was pleased with who I was and, and accepted me for who I was and the choices that I made. But um, my mother and stepdad, I never felt like they were approved of, of, of anything I did. 
Right. So I was always striving. I mean, if I came home with straight A's on my report card, then it was like, why aren't they A pluses? You know, or if there was a B, which there wasn't, but if there was, it was, you know, why isn't it straight A's? It was never, ever good enough. Right. And, and so I went through my life feeling like I was never good enough. I never measured up. I never, and really until, um, I stood up to them when, well, to my mother, when Megan went to school and May, she was giving, she was driving Megan to school every day. Um, I was home with Brittany and, um, and so she was going by the school on her way to work anyway. So she picked Megan up. Well, I find out that she's not making Megan buckle up. That's a hard and fast rule in our family. Yep. You buckle your seatbelt. That's period. End of discussion. We don't back out of this driveway unless you're buckled up. Yep. And so that was something for me that. So for me, you know, that was. um. When I, when, you know, Megan started asking me at five years old, do I have to buckle up? Do I have to buckle up? I'm like, of course you have to buckle up. You always buckle up. Why are you asking me if you have to buckle up? Right. Well, then, well, grandma doesn't make me buckle up. Mm. Nope. And we had an agreement. This is something that's really important, I think, for everybody, is that I would deal with my family. Yep. And you would deal with your family. Yep. However, you often didn't do that. No, no, I had to defend myself against his family because he just. That's a whole nother story. Couldn't, wouldn't. Well, that goes along with loyalty. Yeah. Where does your loyalty lie? Right. But um, and it should always lie with your spouse and you should always defend your spouse regardless. But so, you know, I called my mom and I said, if you're not going to make Megan buckle up, she can't ride with you anywhere anymore. And she was. Like, I just can't make her, I can't fight it, that, that, you know, you can't, you can't make a five-year-old do something, there's an issue. So I said, right. okay, fine, I'll put, I'll have to put her on the bus. And she had a, you know, 40-minute bus ride to school, but that's, you know, I, and so until I really stood up, I wasn't being loyal to myself, Right. trying to please her, trying to get her approval, trying to get their blessing, which I was never, ever going to get. Right. It was never going to happen. I was never going to be good enough. I was never going to measure up. Never. And it was the same way with me where my family was concerned. I mean. Your dad. um, I mean, just be honest. Well, your dad was concerned. He. Up until I was, I was probably in my 40s, 50s, I guess. Before I ever heard my dad say he was proud of me. Um, At least you heard it. uh, And up until. I've never heard it. And and I don't think that I ever heard my dad. Tell anybody in our family. That he loved us. Um, At least not face to face. He would say it over the phone. You know, when you go to hang up from a phone call with him, you know, he'd say, well, I love you guys. Y'all take care, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was, right. but, and, you know, he would hug us goodbye, but I don't know if that was out of, um, I don't felt that was genuine. So I don't know if he knew how to be loyal to who he was. 
I I certainly up until up until that point in in my life that um, I realized how unloyal I was to myself because I was striving to I guess all during all during high school and stuff I I never could please him in anything that I did so I never learned how to be loyal to who I was because I was always trying to please them and I be find, who they wanted you to be be who they wanted me to be and I finally said screw it I'm <laughs> going to be who I want to be and that's when I became a car mechanic and then learned realized that that's not going to as we discussed earlier programs you know that wasn't going to provide the lifestyle that I wanted for our kids so I joined the military and still wasn't going to do what he wanted me to do you know he wanted me to be a pilot and I had no desire to fly planes. I didn't want to, I wanted to work on planes. And of course, you know, things changed through that process, but still it was me figuring out who I was and being loyal to me. Right. And, and figuring out who God wants us to be. I still haven't figured that out yet. That's, you know, that's just, uh, it's figuring out our purpose. Why, why am I here? I think so many people ask that question. Why am I here? What am I here? We know we have a purpose and a reason to be here, but what is that? And for me, you know, I said forever, I was born to be a grandma, Mm -hmm. and I have arrived, I am a grandma, and I love, love, love being a grandma. It is amazing. I should have been a grandma sooner, but that was my choice. But, you know, I'm happy with being a grandma, but I know that God has a purpose beyond that for me and believe me if my family were in contact with me now which they aren't and haven't been in 20 years they would not be happy with who I am and they would not um, approve of what I do which there's nothing wrong with what I do I'm a women's minister I go and speak to women and I write books and I help women tell their story and I help them heal from their past traumas, walk the path that I walk towards healing. And, and, you know, they, they don't even admit that there were any traumas for one thing. They, you know, they don't. Um, and they certainly would not be happy with me being in ministry because they just don't believe that. Women should be. Well, no, they just don't believe in me period. It's just, it's me. I mean, my sister is in ministry. My half sister is in ministry and they think that's just great and amazing right? because of everything she went through, but they can't, um, you know, they can't, they can't give me what I needed. Well, they can't give you what they don't have, but they give it to others. They give it to my sister. They give but it to my brother, super... but they can't give it to me because of things in their mind that stop them from giving it to me because I was not their the legitimate child. I was not the special you one. Mistake, I was not. I was a mistake. To, according and to them. We don't celebrate mistakes. That's what I was told. So... You know, when you grow up with those kind of messages, right? It's really hard to even know who you are. It's it's hard to not feel like you're always less than. 
And and now I, you know, I see all these stories about teen girls and young women, millennials, or I guess they're not millennials now, they're Gen Z or Gen, I don't know. I can't keep up with them. Youngest but, generation. Uh, yeah, the youngest generation now and, and ones that are in college and just out of college and how they're, you know, they're depressed and they're um, eating disorders and all these things because they're comparing themselves to people online and people on social media. And I am... I went through that constantly trying to, to please everybody else. And in the process, I was miserable, Yep. miserable. And so once I broke free from that, and really that came just in 2017, when I wrote beauty rising from brokenness is really when I was able to Broke break free, the free of that bondage. And, and um, figure out where your loyalties are and say, you know, hey, well, my loyalty from the time we got married and had a family were you and our children. Right. But see, even even that it was me and the kids. It wasn't you first. Oh, no, because I you know, you you grow up. Um, you're supposed to be having a servant's heart. You're supposed to serve others. You're supposed to do all these things. And there, and that's true. And that's what you should do. But. You have to be happy yourself. Right. And you can't be serving others to get um, acceptance. No. For yourself. No, you have to, you have to learn to accept yourself. And once you learn to accept yourself, then the servant's heart can be so much more toward others. Because once you're happy inside here and you're content in here. It overflows. It over well, not only it does it overflow, flows. but it makes everything so much easier to give to other people because you're not you're not worried about what's gonna happen. You're not worried about you're what are they gonna think. Exactly. You're not worried about what what anybody thinks because you're content with who you are right. and happy with who you are. You know, and that's all that needs that's all that really needs. And I mean, you know, I show up. Here I am. I'm Elizabeth Clamon. I am AKA sass. I'm sassy and spunky and I'm, and I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with who I am. And, and, you know, if, if you don't like me, that's awesome. Move on. Go, yep. you know, go do your, do you. Cause I'm going to do me. This is me. I'm going to do me. And if you say, well, I don't like those psychedelic glasses she's got on. Well, you know what? You don't have to wear them. They're not yours. They're mine. Exactly. So, you know, whatever. And, you know, it, that's just, that's my attitude now. But I could not get there to be loyal to who I am and who God made me to be until I broke free from the bondage of all right, that. Right. Would you say that was true for you too? I would say that is true for me as well. Once I learned how to break free from the bondage of trying to please my parents in something that I finally realized would never happen. Right. And because God made God made me to be me. He didn't make me to be the split image of my dad. He made oh, me Thank you Jesus. He made me to be like him like God. And that's something that I got to strive for every day right. is to be like him. That's something you need to do is to strive 
to be who God created you to be and how he created you, which is something that you and him will figure out through not only the word, but we'll figure out what your what your divine purpose is in life and whether that's being with your spouse and your divine purpose as a as a spouse, which is something that you guys have as a couple. If you are still married or you're seeking a you're seeking a partner in marriage, your divine purpose, God created the two of you to be together for a purpose as a married couple. To serve a purpose for the kingdom. Yes. He put his unique gifts and my unique gifts, and he put us together intentionally yes. to blend those two for our marriage to have a purpose, a purpose beyond having kids and raising godly kids and and those things that we know, you know, we know God said be fruitful and multiply. Right. But it goes so much beyond that because you have to be fruitful in so many areas, so many other areas. And God calls you. And then you get to the point like we were, we were focused on careers and education and raising kids. And then when the kids were gone and really not until you retired and you didn't have a, a you know, a job to go to anymore, then we went okay now what yeah what, what do we do now what's our purpose now exactly what do we do in this season because i you know i didn't read anywhere in scripture where god says pull up a rocking chair and sit on a porch it's time to retire it's time to retire and not do anything now sitting in a chair on a porch is not a bad thing and no. we do sit on the swing on the porch quite a bit especially with with charlotte our granddaughter and, you know, swing with her because she loves outside. And so we, we do that, but then we still have a purpose in that we're pouring love and pouring into her and sitting on the porch, talking and pouring into each other. Yep. But our purpose goes beyond that. This podcast is part of our purpose. Um, our marriage coaching is part of our purpose. Our class that we do, we have a class at church on Tuesday nights that we do. We're getting ready to head out in um, this month to speak. And we're going to be <laughs> my favorite thing to do. I love it, love it, love it. Um, and people think I am crazy, but that hey, that's how God wired me. Love it. Don't care about it being a stage or being focused on me. I That's not what it's about. It's about connecting with people on a deeper level. It's about, it's not just the speaking, it's the whole meeting people, signing books, interacting with people, hearing their story, sharing my story, and being able to encourage them in the word and in God and loving on people. I just, I love it. And um, it's just, it's what lights me up. Yep. It is just what gets me. And we're going to be speaking for our first time. I want to mention this because it's coming up. If you go to soulwind.tv, where you, you can get our show and our podcast, um, you can, uh, we have that conference coming up in, um, in June. May, June, June, in June. And uh, I'd have to look at my calendar to tell you the exact dates. But if you go to soulwind.tv, you can see the conference. We're going to be speaking together yes. on stage together. Sweet tea and Sarah's live on stage. On stage, and and he's not really. That's not your thing. No, not really. I um, mean, he's he's spoken some, you know, and 
and he he will do it. I mean, he surprised me the other day when he said he responded to a, an inquiry he got from a speaking agency about a, a speaking at a veteran's home. And um, of course, you know, that's his that's my wheelhouse. That's his wheelhouse and military veterans. He loves that. And, um, you know, but speaking isn't really I mean, it's not your thing like it is my thing. No, it's it's not. It's not my stick. It's, it's just not. And I just love it. But being on stage together is going to be fun and interesting. It will and be interesting. We have some fun things planned. Y'all, we're going to have a good time. A good, so good come, time. Come see us. So come down to Tampa and see us at the Soul Wind Conference. First annual. So you'll get to come see us and see us live and sweet tea and sass in person. Yep. Woo, woo. Looking, looking forward to it, y'all. So excited. So think about loyalty this week. As you're going through your week, think about loyalty to yourself. And think about think about how loyal God is to you. Yes. He's always there. And how you may he, not you may not feel his presence. You may not know he you may not sense his presence, but he's always there and he is loyal. Yes, he is loyal. And he wants you to be loyal to him, but also loyal to yourself. And to who you are, not yep. who somebody else wants you to be, not who somebody else thinks you are, but to you. Be loyal to who he created you to be and just do you. Yep, just do you. If if your thing is psychedelic shirts and psychedelic glasses, do you. Mm-hmm. So if y'all want to do me, if y'all want to find us, you can find us at the You can find us on Facebook. Married by Design. Married by Design. You can find her on Instagram. Elizabeth Clamon. Elizabeth Clamon. You can find me anywhere under Elizabeth Clamon. You can even Google me. I Googled myself the other day. I surprised what I found. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not. It was, I was like, whoa, I didn't know I did all that, but I guess I did. So it's amazing what's out there. Yeah. And I've only been working at it for five years. Yep. So God's good. We love y'all. Enjoyed visiting with you all this time. And we will see y'all next week. See you later. Bye for now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. 
Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.